This is the BBC. Hello, I'm Miranda Ray. I was 36 years old when I became pregnant with my son, who is now nine years old. I was living in Thailand at the time, working as a journalist, DJ and TV presenter. The relationship didn't work out, so I decided to return to the UK to have my son. Being a single parent isn't easy for anyone, but today I'm joined by Jill Sargent to explore the challenges of raising a child of dual heritage when you're a single mum, because like me, Jill is a white single parent, whilst her son Kieran has a father who is Jamaican. I've got some lovely photos of Kieran when he was a little boy and he really is just the most happy, smiley looking boy with the most incredible afro. Uh, You know, he really, what was he like as a little boy? Oh, he was lovely. He was my companion. He was very, very close to me. He would sleep really well. He was very energetic in the day. We used to wear me out. I'd read him a book and fall asleep with him. Quite quiet. He, he's sort of grown into his voice as he got older. Yeah, he was he was a very easygoing child. Do you think you were particularly close because there was just the two of you? Yeah, I'm sure that there is a lot of that. He gave me comfort when I was feeling alone. I mean, I would imagine that's the same for all parents and their children. But we were a team. Me and Kieran were a, we were a team. <laughs> How old were you when you had Kieran? I was 30 when I had Kieran. He's 22 now. Your relationship with Kieran's father sadly didn't work out. And so you have, like me, raised your son on your own. Kieran is dual heritage. So how important is it to you that Kieran has had an understanding of his Jamaican culture? Yeah, I think that's important to know where you come from, isn't it? To have a bit of an understanding and perhaps more particularly because you can see that he's not British because he looks like a black child. He looks like a black man now. So I felt it was important for him to understand what that means. And um, his father moved to Holland and his father never knew his father. So there was no grandfather who was Jamaican that we were connected with. And his Jamaican grandmother passed away, sadly, also when Kieran was about three. So in Bristol, there was no immediate Jamaican family to connect with. So for me, it was really about helping him to understand who he is and his Jamaican background by connecting with other second generation dual heritage children in the area. So I made quite a conscious decision to stay living in the inner city of Bristol in a sort of diverse community, really from when he went to nursery onwards. He was in groups that were predominantly black or Asian young people rather than a majority white so he can relate to other young people in the same sort of circumstances as himself as a dual heritage child. So do you mind people asking you a question like that you know how important is it that your son understands his dual heritage you know if you were Irish would I ask that question does it bother you? Well, it's complex, I think, because, like I say, you know, it's not necessarily about whether you eat jerk chicken or know who Bob Marley is. It's a little bit deeper than that, and it runs into understanding the kind of experiences that Kieran might have as he's growing up and becoming an adult. When you look at him now, he looks like a black male. So, you know, there are certain kind of prejudices that still exist around that that he's going to experience. So it was important for me to 
feel that I could protect him, I suppose. And, and in order to do that, I needed to understand perhaps some of the experiences he might be going through, which was something I'd never encountered before. I mean, you talk about being Irish. Well, you know, I mean, the Irish had experiences of prejudice as well, but perhaps that's not quite so profound as what you would still see in terms of, you know, colour prejudice. The terminology that we're using now, it seems very conscious that we now say dual heritage. We've moved on from using words like mixed race. Why do you think that is? For me, I prefer the term because it doesn't focus on the word or the term race. So it doesn't immediately imply you're talking about someone with a particular colour kind of thing. You and I both have a bit of Irish in this, I think. So, you know, you could say that most people are dual heritage anyway. So it just takes that emphasis away from an automatic assumption that somebody is black, basically, or of colour. Yeah, Yeah. of colour, yeah, yeah. yeah. As a, a parent, of a dual heritage child have you experienced any abuse? Yes unfortunately I have Um, some of it's been quite subtle but I have had a very overt situation where I was walking my son to primary school on the cycle path and um, this man was walking towards me I didn't really pay much attention he was looking a bit annoyed but I wasn't really paying much attention anyway he came right up to my face and started swearing at me using the f word and then said to take my n-word child off the cycle path and that I was an n-word lover and I was just stunned Uh, it was almost like did did he actually say that because he said it and then sort of walked past me and I felt like slow motion I was sort of turning around looking at who else was on the cycle path and there were a couple other people there and they also looked stunned and one of them walked over and gave me a hug which was really lovely and said oh you know not everyone thinks like that or whatever but um, it wasn't something I'd anticipated I suppose or but I mean, I suppose compared to the sort of verbal abuse that black people get, that you know, it was a one-off incident. I've never had anything quite like that again. Um, like I say, it was often the racism is more subtle than that. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty shocking at the time. Yeah, it sounds like as well that you've had to make a conscious decision to think about maybe your white privileges, which some of us take for granted. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely been one of the things that sort of kind of defined myself as a single parent of a dual heritage child that I've become very conscious of what it means to be white and the privilege you get with that I mean like I say you know somebody swore at me on the cycle path but I'm not going to experience as a white person the kind of more subtle forms of racism that are just as insidious because I am white and so I have those privileges so it's yeah it's really made me think about what that means and what I can do to support Kieran through understanding that I mean he's fortunate because he's predominantly been brought up by me he's I suppose how he speaks he's he can have a sort of nice sort of English kind of middle class accent um, but at the same time when he's with his mates you know he can pull out the patois so he, he can slip quite comfortably between the two. Have yeah. you then had to think about the racism that he's had to deal with as he gets older? Yes, a lot. And there's been a massive learning journey for me, I would say. I can remember him coming home. He was about 10, 11 years old. And he said, Mum, on the way home, 
this was just from school up the road on the way home this police car pulled over and they asked me to get into the back of the car I said did you get into the back of the car I was really shocked I was thinking what's he trying to tell me I didn't want to explode at him because it made me feel angry immediately so I said did you get into the back of the car and he said well I started to and then they started laughing and so I got out and ran home And I said, well, well done for getting out and running home. But I was really shocked by that. Sometimes it is more subtle, like we've travelled a lot in Devon and Cornwall and you'll go into a place and sometimes you just get a bit ignored for a while and you just know that it's because you've got a child who's dual heritage, whether it's because it's your child or that it implies that you as a white woman have a partnership or whatever with a black male and people feel uncomfortable by that or they actually think it's wrong so yeah it comes up um I know there was another incident where he was with a white friend and they were walking towards a sort of shopping centre or down a sort of route that took an underpass and before they went down the underpass these two police officers stepped out and basically wanted to stop and search them and my son's white friend was quite indignant and saying no no I got quite angry about it and my son said no no he was much more like just let this happen because then we can it'll be dealt with and we can walk away so it was becoming normalized in his life I suppose is the thing to say which is that a good thing it's something that he will have to deal with all of his life so it's yeah it's helping helping him to understand what that is and what that's about and then he's got all his mates who I'm sure they talk about their experiences as well so you know that can really help Um, he was in a really diverse football team from the age of 16 to 18 so quite sort of important years of your life I would say I think that was really helpful for him and in football youth football in Bristol anyway it was predominantly white teams anyway so they were sort of the black team kind of thing when they went to play and he said sometimes that would work slightly to their advantage they would sort of growl a bit and (laughs) 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 and also he was a big lad by then I mean you know he's six foot six foot two so you know he he would come thundering down the line you know and uh, so he had some really good support from his peers I think to understand what all this is about but certainly for me as a single parent you know you're on your own doing that you know and that can be difficult so living in Bristol provided that diverse background for Kieran obviously I can hear that from what you've said Um, have you specifically gone out to find positive black male role models for Kieran probably no um not sort of hugely consciously it was important for him to have male role models so his grandfather my father used to come and visit three or four times a year he'd drive all the way from Eastbourne up to visit and and he would take Kieran off for a long weekend which was blessed because you know I didn't get many breaks at all so he was a very important role model he's very sporty he played my father was a tennis coach later in life and that was very important to Kieran who was also very sporty you know and other male friends who used to encourage him to for, for them to sort of spend time with him um I mean I do have a black Jamaican first generation partner now he sort of came into our lives when Kieran was about 13 and I think at that age 
as a teenager, that was probably quite important. But it wasn't a sort of deliberate, I'm going to go and find myself a man now <laughs> uh, who will work as his role model. <laughs> but it, it was one of those really fortunate things that just coincided very well. Uh, it can be lonesome, you know. Well, there are so many challenges as a single parent anyway. And you have had the added addition to thinking about bringing up a dual heritage child. Yes, it's defined who I am as a single parent, I would say. I am fortunate because I have got a partner who's got Jamaican heritage who's helped to support him in his teen years. But yeah, I've gone through a whole range of emotions and and I feel like I've learned a lot. It's really opened my eyes, which I think you would like to hope everyone would have their eyes open. But, you know, we have to have our lived experiences, don't we, to really understand things. Thank you, Jill, for joining me today. Pleasure.